Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Jarek Show. That's right, we're here to talk about cybersecurity stuff, kind of the interesting stories, or sometimes the ones that matter. <laughs> uh, oftentimes it's just the most interesting things we've seen during the week. Now, um, we have a, a special guest here today, and we'll talk about that again. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Okay, so ignore that part about Javad Malik. Once again, he had better things to do or something. I don't know what all these are about, but in his place is somebody who is extremely popular last week. People loved him and want to see him again. So I bring back to you, Mr. James McQuiggan. How's it going, James? <laughs> it's going well, Eric. Good to see you. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. And no, thanks no. to all the fans out there that called me back. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. No, we, we had a good show last week. Yeah. Um, you know, the beauty is again, it lines up. It's the it used to be the Javad and Eric show, hence Jarek. Now it can be the James and Eric show. We don't even have to change the branding. I mean, come on. This is perfect, just, man. Just that picture in the, uh, the, the, the yeah, at the yeah, opening. We'll have, we'll have to come up with something there uh, with the opening uh, there. But, uh, you know, uh, anyway, so, so uh, here we are talking about the world of the cybers again. Um you know, we're, we're rolling into the beginning of the year and, and I swear, what is it? It's the 12th. It's January 12th. Yep. And oh man, uh, it, it already feels like it's been a long year. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I think as I get older, like time just accelerates. Um, so I feel like it was just new year's Eve and it's already the 12th and we've already had some interesting stories out there. Dear Lord, what is this year going to hold for us? I, you know, I just, I think like with any other year, it's, you know, it kind of, we get through the holiday season, we come back into the new year and we're all ready to go. And by day 12, we're like, oh, forget it. I mean, new year's resolutions. Yeah. This is, this is, we are now entering the time where people are like, yeah, no, I, I'm done with the new year's resolution. Forget it. My <laughs> new year's resolution though, yeah. um, I'm striving for a 2560 by 1920 pixels. That's my resolution. So there you go. Oh, God. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, folks. Uh, James is known for his dad jokes. Um, now, I decided this year I was I was going to take my New Year's resolution, which is to uh, get in better shape and just ignore it to begin with. So I don't even try to try to throw that out there to mess with people. Right. This is this is just going to be what it is and how it is. There you um, go. No, you know, it's uh, the resolutions are great, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, gotta love it. Okay, hashtag McQuiggan. All right, Chastity. Chastity. All right, nice. Bring so, anyways, um, yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about some stories today. Some exciting stuff happening. So let's get rolling on that right now. Um, first of all, I thought this was interesting. Um, and James, you have a little bit of background in this sort of thing, um, which is always kind of the the fun stuff around here. But you know. States in Congress wrestle with a cybersecurity after Iran attacks a Pittsburgh area water authority. Wow, this is um another one of these going after uh you know the the industrial control systems, right? Yeah, exactly. We look at water treatment facilities, chemical, energy, you know, they're all considered our uh, mobility, all considered, you know, the 
critical infrastructure for us here in the United States yeah. or, you know, any country for that matter. And going, uh, you know, having a nation state going after the small water treatment facilities. You know, we think back a couple of years, we had that one that was here in Florida, which turned out to kind of not be an actual attack, but <laughs> yeah. a screw up. But now we're, now it's, it's, you know, now we're getting real with this and it's, you know, when they're going after the water, that's, you know, that's, we need water to survive. And if, um, you know, they they shut it down or, or cause some, you know, some damage, destruction or disability, uh, disabling it, uh, it's going to represent a lot of problems. And with 50,000 different water treatment facilities here in the United States, this, this isn't something that, um, you know, we can just kind of glaze over, glaze over and go, okay, yeah, no, they didn't really cause a lot of problems. But, um, you know, when these facilities are trying to get funds themselves to be able to keep the treatment plant running and keep the pipes up to date yeah. um, and, and all that, when they now drop on, hey, you got to do some cybersecurity or maybe we need some government regulations. And we've seen government regulations inside the electricity industry with NERC-SIP, which is kind of what my um, wheelhouse was for a number of years back in my days of working at Siemens. Siemens? Oh, okay. Work in there. Um, but, uh, you know, we kind of, there needs to be something there as well, but also we need the funds to be able to, you know, uh, secure those. And it's, you know, it's not, security is not cheap. You know it, I know it, we've been in there and everybody listening knows it. But one of the things I thought was really, really cool uh, and shout out to Dragos. Uh, I know Rob Lee, I've known him for a number of years. Uh, not, as, not as well as I can pick up the phone and call him, but uh, we've shared a drink or two over the years. But uh, Dragos went in and offered a lot of support, uh, cybersecurity response support to address a lot of the vulnerabilities, weaknesses they had. Um, they secured about 30 of the water treatment facilities for like a couple million dollars. Nice. If you think about it, all right, we got 50,000. You do the math real quick. We'll ask chat GPT, right? No. Um, but go through, you, you figure about three and a half billion based on that calculation. Now it probably might be more, but even still, Three and a half billion to secure our water treatment facilities to, you know, at least a level that we can feel safer about it. Uh, yeah. Money that the that needs to be spent uh, overall. But uh, it's unfortunate this actually happened, but uh, we want to want to address this as a critical issue and, and get this resolved. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And uh, oh, hold on a sec. You'll love this. Uh, Hang on. Let me get off my soapbox from, from our LinkedIn user. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe I actually <laughs> laughed out loud for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry for those. And uh, just the hashtag dad jokes. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, it was interesting in this one. And uh, I'm going to flip back up here towards the top. I th thought it was kind of interesting. The the rationale that they had is that it was targeted because the equipment was Israeli made. Now, yeah, you know, yeah, it's funny how the 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 geopolitics kind of play into cyber as well. And, you know, here we are minding our own business over here, fat, dumb and happy. And we're, we're getting attacked because of some of this equipment. And, and in all honesty, there's probably not a whole lot of places that some of this equipment comes from. Right. It's, it's probably a fairly limited pool of suppliers, as I understand it, in the ICS side of things. So it's not surprising that this kind of stuff goes out there. And when you when you think about the geopolitical aspect of it, you know that Iran, 
particularly going after Israeli equipment. Yeah, I mean, we can look back to Stuxnet all the way back 14 years ago. Um, that was targeted against specific equipment as well. So, yeah, the, the, the cyber war continues and it's not just, you know, cyber warfare yeah. of data theft or, or money. No, we're talking, you know, going after critical infrastructure. Yeah, and let's keep in mind, it's not just water. We're talking about electric. Right. We're talking about gas. We're talking about all of those other sorts of things that kind of keep us going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and, and this, honestly, James, is why I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. We're building our little, uh, you know, uh, off-grid-ish sort of uh, homestead. And uh, I'm going to dig a moat around it and uh, let it fill with alligators and probably, you know, keep people away. Yeah. That's coming up. Um, let's see. we got a couple more comments. First of all, um, yeah, here, here's a lovely one. Um, oh, sorry for bothering you. I want to offer a pre... No, please. No, no stop. Thank Come you. on, dude. Really? Seriously? All right. Um, yeah. And then, uh, okay. Yeah. From Kathy Chambers, uh, yep. survey last Thanks, year, Kathy. 70%. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Three full-time people dedicated to it cybersecurity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a problem. I mean, you know, James, I do a lot of mm -hmm. talks for city, states, municipalities. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the things I, I really am passionate for because there's like, two or three people trying to keep the wheels on the wagon while it's on fire going down a hill. There's no support for them, right? There's no budget. There's no people. When they go to hire, they unfortunately end up putting out wrecks that are way below what the average person could do. So it's very hard to be competitive in those spaces. And my heart really goes out to these folks. I mean, it sincerely like, one of the guys I worked with uh, when I first got into IT and security back in, oh, the 1990s. Um, <laughs> Last yeah. century. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Late, late 19. Well, no. Um, like, yeah. Anyways, uh, he, <laughs> he went on to work at one of the local municipalities and uh, you know, the stories I've always heard from him has just been brutal. Yeah. So anyways, hopefully we can do better on this folks. Um, you it's know, gonna it's going to take just, a lot. It's, it's, I mean, we're, this is just a little bit of it, but this is, there's a larger issue at, at, at you know, it is got here. And, and um, we got to remember, this is, this is serious stuff, man. So mm -hmm. uh, speaking of serious stuff. Yeah. Did you see this one? Uh, I did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is another one of those things. And, and I find it interesting how often this crap goes back to somebody pushing some crypto garbage, right? Like, they take over all these accounts and start trying to get people to go sign up for this wallet or that wallet. I mean, there's big money involved in here. There's lots of money right. on the crypto side. Um, but for this security firm, unfortunately, to have their Twitter X-ish account taken over yep. and once again had somebody throwing around some stuff about crypto, you know, um, it's, oh, whoa, hey, that's interesting. My camera just went away, folks. Sorry oh. about that. Oops. Um, yeah. Oh, you haven't looked better in all before, Eric. <laughs> I know, I know. What what did you do, James? <laughs> it was it was it's, happy here for a while. I was gonna say Javad's is Javad's coming through and uh hacked his way in. Well, for those of you listening to the podcast version of this, this means nothing to you whatsoever. <laughs> well, you know. but the video, it's gone. Um, so now James is now uh, front and center. So All right. We'll kick off again. Nope, not going to happen. All right. All right. Well, you fix it and I'll add in my two cents here. All right. So, yeah, I mean, 
and it was interesting because this got this was uh, brought up this morning of another similar incident over on uh, uh, Simply Cyber. Our good buddy Jerry Ozier, who you got to meet at DefCon last year, yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about that with regards to um, the issues dealing with Mandiant and a lot of other uh, other companies. And so, you know, there was I believe there was a change recently to the MFA program or the way MFA was done in Twitter. And you had some folks that were trying to transition and change and whatever. And here we go again, where, you know, we got to look at how organizations are going to deal with external communications on things like Facebook and social media, X slash Twitter, whatever. <laughs> um, and having those extra layers, we know there needs to be MFA. And I know, you know, when you ask around and talk to other organizations, it's like, yeah, no, we've got MFA, but you know, is there sometime that issue of the shared accounts? And I think we even talked about it last week as well on the show. We had the, a, another yeah. organization uh, dealing with it. But I think overall, you know, Certic acted quickly, which was good because you got to have that quick response. So it seems yeah. that this was not new to them. They, you know, had maybe practiced this or they had discussed it and gone through and had, you know, response strategies for their different assets, you know, like this or whether it's an email server or whatever. But, um, you know, with these kind of platforms where information can spread quickly, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, you want to be able to react quickly and resolve and take down and, and fix and put back up as quickly as possible. But, um, yeah, you know, hey, there he is. Air's yeah, there back. you are. Woo yeah. Um, I knew you didn't have a face. Were, were you running out of words, James? Is that <laughs> run? Oh, I can never run out of words. On this I, rather I short for days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's it's true you know we really got to work on our uh, unsecuring things like our social media accounts we we oftentimes and i hear this all the time with organizations they're like man it's just a twitter account you know <laughs> right and then it turns out that it's used for something like this for scamming folks or whatever you know and and you really don't want to be the poster child for somebody that uh, that got scammed out of a bunch of money in some crypto crap like this and you know, crypto obviously is is an incredibly popular topic these days. Um, and, and now we got what the ETFs are floating around. I think those went live on the stock exchange. So we're going to see more and more of this kind of stuff, just trying to 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 push whatever wares they they seem to have. So be careful anytime anyone's talking about crypto stuff because there's a there's a ninety two point four percent chance um, it's a little shady around some area. And, and yep. speaking of shady, oh yeah, let's move into my next shady. story no. here. Yeah, Apple agrees to settle a lawsuit over <laughs> iTunes gift card scams. What do you think of this story, James? You know, we've talked for years regarding gift card scams. You know, yeah. and and we've got organizations now creating policies that say your CEO, your manager will not ask you to go and buy Apple gift cards or Amazon gift cards. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing out of this for me was, you know, yeah, we've been dealing with scams like this for years, but Apple settling the lawsuit on this was interesting for me because it's like, okay, you knew this was going on and you still pocketed 30% of, of the money from the scammers uh, and letting them, them walk away. So um, they got their hand slapped on this one. And I say a hand slap because, you know, the, I'm sure the money they're going to be paying out isn't, you know, it's going to be, you know, a small sploosh in the bucket, we'll say. It won't be a drop. Um, but, you know, at, you know, companies like Apple, these tech companies where cyber criminals are scamming off of them. So whether it's Apple, Facebook, whatever, 
you know, they need to uh, take proper steps to make sure and protect against these scams. Now, I know I do know on the back of the Apple card gift cards, it says don't give away this code yeah, to yeah, somebody yeah. you don't know. But, you know, even still, we've got, you know, you know, you think of um, I, you think of the guy, the, when it comes to smoking and guns, right. For years, they put labels yeah. on the side of the cigarettes. It says it, smoking can cause problems in pregnancy and in your health yeah. and lung cancer and blah, blah, blah. People still did it. Um, you know, it, we have to have more consumer awareness, more training out there, more education. You know, we, maybe we need Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool doing a commercial of, you know, telling people not to fall for scams with Amazon and, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. Apple, I don't know, but you know, it, it's good to see Apple stepping up to this. Yeah. They, you know, you get your well, hands because they had to right? the corporate it's, ethics. Yeah. They, they, they were fighting out. it. They were fighting it last year. Um, yeah. but they had now, to pay I think it it's interesting because I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of ignorant to how this worked where they would end up getting 30% off the top of this. I mean, yeah. why would they, you know, what do they do? They, they have these gift cards and my understanding was always like, they go, well, the gift card is the gift card. It's, it's as good as cash. It's, practically a digital bearer bond at that point. So I don't right. honestly understand where this 30% is coming from, where they, they deposited like 70% yeah. unless they knew accounts. Are yeah. They, yeah, yeah. But how do you move money from a, an iTunes gift card to a bank account? That's something I don't understand. So if one of our listeners happens to know this, I would love to hear a little bit more about this. Mm -hmm. I do find it interesting and I want to, look into this a little bit more do you do you know something i thought it was something where they were going and was it they were using the itunes gift card to buy something from apple and then returning it and getting cash that's the only way okay. i could see it or Maybe they were using it stocking or something they were yeah. using it to then transfer to other uh other funds or other gift cards yeah. and then getting that for cash well, i remember years ago I, hearing about that yeah. Yeah. I know there's services you can buy right. using gift cards, right? Like, like for example, I think uh, private internet access, the VPN companies, you know, some of those do it where you can do, you know, an Amazon gift card, you get like whatever percentage it's not, yeah. it's not dollar for dollar, but they end up taking those and, and doing whatever it is they're going to do with them. So those, those right. are out there, but I am curious about this. I thought this was an interesting story. I thought that, uh, Given, like you said in the beginning, how often we see iTunes gift cards being a target for people to to to, to pay for these things, uh, to pay for these scams, to pay for whatever, um, you know, it, it's that and Amazon gift cards I hear about quite a bit as well um, being used, you know, so then the IRS won't arrest you, you know, and, and you know that, right? They're, they're going to contact right. you and you need to get those iTunes gift cards to them before they arrest you for whatever it is that that you're supposed to be having done there, but no, this is an interesting one to look at. Um, you know, I, I recommend we, we maybe look into it a little bit more. I'd like to know a little bit more about this, but I find that uh, quite interesting. And speaking of scammers, mm -hmm. let's go into our final story today. This was an interesting one. We travel all over the place yep. and uh, I don't know about you, but in the past I have lost luggage. Um, it does happen, right? These things happen. Now I throw a, an air tag in my luggage. So I know where it's at yep. most of the time. Yep. Um, you know, thank you technology. We're in this world. Um, but can you imagine finding out that your lost luggage was being sold for $9 and 95 cents? Well, 
some scammers decided to pop up this uh, this little deal here and and make this look like O'Hare Airport was selling the luggage that's been in store that somebody has apparently you know like left behind or whatever. Um, and they're they're selling this stuff or, or trying to sell this stuff, right. uh, scamming people with it. What do you think about this, James? Yeah, I mean, scroll back down to the image again, and you know, you can see somebody's got certainly taken a picture of luggage <laughs> that's been offloaded of the belts yeah. and then superimposed, you know, really it's a decent job, but it's you know, superimposed the sign. And probably that may have been a sign there and it said whatever. Yeah, and they just put in their O'Hare. Um, and right out of the gate, I mean, there's a lot of red flags here. You know, um, the fact that you've got a dollar sign at the end of the 995. Yeah. <laughs> usually we in the U.S., it's, you know, in Canada, it's the dollar signs on the left. So there's a lot of flags there. And even in the Facebook ad, people were going, is this real? Is this legit? You know, and, you know, yeah. 10 bucks is like, okay, I can, you know, I'll, I'll buy some luggage for 10 bucks because what's in luggage? Clothes and, and you know, might be some, you know, liquor. I can never know. It's like, woohoo, it's a bargain for 10 bucks. Yeah, a lot of times some small electronics here right. and there. And it's not like a that, lot yeah. of money that you're going to go, oh, okay, yeah. No, if this was, they were selling it for 50 bucks, yeah, they wouldn't get anybody. But for 10, sure. But it just kind of drives the point that we've got to have a little healthy level of skepticism. Uh, yeah. uh, polite paranoia is, is another fun term out there for it. But, you know, we're seeing scam after scam after scam. And people's mindset are not not everybody's, but we see that because these work. But most people's mindset is, well, if it's on the Internet, it's got to be true. And it's like, oh, look, they're selling it for 10 bucks. We can get luggage or there's my piece of luggage. Or you're able to scroll through and go, that's what my suitcase was. And they lost it. And, you know, then you end yeah. up, you know, looking to it. But, you know, through social media, again, here's the tech companies, you know, providing a service and it's being manipulated and abused. And so we need, we have to turn to the tech companies to go, can you stop this? Can you, you know, you're overseeing all this, what can be done to help slow this or stop this or verify that this is a legit ad and, and get rid of it. But then at the same time, educating the public and going, yeah, no, this, this isn't legit. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it's interesting. You see these these follow-ups by the scammers here, yeah. you know, I decided to gamble and, and receive my suit. They, they go in and they, they do this all the time to try to make it look good, you know? And, yep. and I've seen this in lots of different scams or some with like Harbor freight tools that go out mm -hmm. there and, and they have people going, Oh, I received it. Da, da, da. And it's been a deal for like a day. You're like, yeah, there's, there's no way you would have, have ever received that uh, in time. Now, the interesting thing about this is at least for me, I know I've heard stories about places that are legitimately getting this kind of luggage from airports and selling it in stores. Oh, it dude. is a legitimate market. Right. Out oh, yes. There right. Yeah. On some of this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it, they're they're working on that seed of truth, I think, that kind of gets people. Right. Um, you know, they, they've heard of something like that. And so it legitimizes it a little bit more. But. Yeah this isn't how this works, right? They right. sell it to a vendor uh, who buys a bunch of these things. It's kind of like the Amazon return stuff, right? They buy yeah. a skid of this stuff, a couple pallets or whatever, and then they figure out what the hell's in it and sell it, right? Sell it off for 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so there are legitimate things that are similar to this, but it, there's always that little nugget of truth that they use to expand on right? to, to make it a little bit different. So, yeah. 
interesting times uh, that we live in, James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, and here's a uh, here, here's back to our Apple stuff. Uh, Michael F. saying, I thought the thirty percent was taken from the Apple developer yep. seller's profit. So interesting, interesting to to thing to look at and and think about there. So. Definitely. Anyways, again, folks, if you if you like this, uh, especially if you're on like YouTube, I mean, we we blast this out to uh, to LinkedIn, to YouTube, to you know Twitch, and pretty much everybody we can throw it out there. But um, if you have a way of liking and subscribing, we would really appreciate that. Uh, we try to do this every week, um, not usually with James, but I don't know, man, it's going pretty I don't well. know. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, a coincidence, three times a pattern. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of liking the way this is playing out. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, so given that, uh, we, we try to keep it around 25, 30 minutes. We don't want to go too long. Um, so, James, is there anything you have to say to kind of wrap things up today? Well, I know that a lot of folks are dealing with winter. I mean, we've had some really bad storms coming through, and, and I know that it gets frustrating. But if you ever see a snowman throwing a temper tantrum, just be careful. He's having a meltdown. And with that, I just... Wow. <laughs> My apologies for that, folks. I wow, I just, you know, that that may be the thing that puts us back to going to Jabad. At least, at least we're safe from that kind of stuff. But anyways, thanks for joining us. Check us out, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.